I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Brunson Burner Boy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Ladies and gentlemen, today is a very, very important day. Game aside, win aside, you're listening to this on Saturday. Guys, give it up to the birthday boy. It's Nick's birthday. Let's go. Should we sing to you on the pod? Happy birthday to you. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I've been drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Already? We have a game tomorrow. I was drinking during the game. I was enjoying myself. Uh, When the Mavs had a lead, I was was excited. And I was like, ah, yeah, we're going to coast to a lead. That's why you sent me those pictures. I'm not going to (laughs) have... I'm not going to have to pay attention to the second half. And I didn't largely pay attention to much of the second half. But neither did the Mavs, so it works out. <laughs> On today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down the Mavericks 122 to 117 clutch win over the San Antonio Spurs. Mavericks win their second game in a row. So uh, you guys should have listened to us with Bet Online, right? I told you. We, we told you yeah. that you should have taken the taken the uh, the minus three, and you would have won in this game. So uh, we'll be talking a lot more about Bet Online coming up because uh, they hooked your boys up. So. That's a that's a freak plug for Bet Online, but BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Lockdown, fifty percent welcome bonus. All right, let's break down this game. Luka Doncic, thirty six points, nine boards, eleven assists. I mean, nineteen points in the first quarter. This dude was getting off like everything was going right for him. Uh, he was he was pretty like subpar the rest of the game. But that first quarter, man, he was just lighting it up. Everything seemed to come easy to him. He just basically decided. I'm going to score whenever I want. He was hitting threes. He was hitting that mid-range shot. And on the broadcast, they mentioned that Luka last year, in a certain range on the court, I can't remember if it's like 14 to 20 feet or 14 to 19 feet or something like that, like a mid-range shot. Luka took one per game last year. And this year, he's up to three, which is it's probably up to four now after how many he took in this game. But he's taken like three per game. And so he, he has a, you know, he's definitely making an effort to take more mid-range shots. At the beginning of the game, after he hit a couple of those, I, I, you know, I said that I would rather Luca be taking and hitting those shots than taking and hitting threes. If I had to choose between one of the two, like obviously you want him to hit both, but if I had to choose between one of the two, I would rather him hitting that mid-range shot and getting that going than you know, hitting all the threes and then not taking any mid-range shots at all. You just have to be, you have to have that in your bag to be an elite, like, top five guy, especially come playoff time. And, you know, he had that shot tonight to where he had to, the spin kind of fade away off one foot. But it wasn't like Dirk fade away. It was, a, it was LeBron-esque. And it was. It's it, a, it, the shot LeBron's been doing. It was kind of – it was a little bit Durant, too. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, it, had a, it was a bank shot. Uh, he had that, you know, that shot at the end of the game there on Aldridge, doing, you know, the spin around kind of fade – 
you know, the soft bank. I mean, that's the that's the stuff that Kawhi has in his bag. LeBron, yeah. KD, the best in the game. You got to have that shot. We've talked before about this is what Giannis don't, doesn't have. And yeah. this is what, you know, Luca. That's why I feel like you know majority of people, you know, we started saying that what a year or so ago that hey, we would, you know, we would take Luca over Giannis if you're starting a franchise. Yeah. And you know, I think when we cuz we cover the team, we've watched every single minute of Luca's career. We're quite biased. <laughs> yes, it, it came across as a bias type of thing I think early on, but I think majority of people would be in, in the same camp as us oh, now. Yeah. You know? They're all they're all on it now, especially after the playoffs, right? After yeah. the Bucks go down in round two and the Mavericks almost beat the Clippers. I mean, after that, you're like, all right, I'm in on Luca. If if until Giannis before. until Giannis has that, I mean, just I watched them play the Lakers the other night. I'm like, I'm sorry, they're they're just gonna be like the new version of the Hawks for me now. <laughs> it's where like good regular <laughs> season team, but I'm not gonna bet on them in the playoffs. But but no, yeah, going back to Luca. I think that makes the rest of his game come easier for him. You see him just so so much more confident when he's getting into the paint. You know, he it felt like tonight, especially early on, he could just get that that floater, get some get a guy on his back at will. Like it, it just felt like he could get to his spot wherever he wanted. Like you said, he had 19 points in that first quarter. He seemed just so springy and uh just energetic in that first quarter. He had kind of like that heat check three to where his like legs crossed mm-hmm. and you know, it was just a, it was a lot of fun at that point, but yeah, I think um, somebody tweeted out that he scored or assisted on 33 out of the 37. Yeah, 30, uh, yeah 34 of the, of the 37, I think. Okay. It's in the yeah. first quarter. <laughs> I mean, that's just that was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, and he didn't, you know, he didn't have to deal with the boxing one and all of that, that Toronto, Indiana threw some crap at him. And, uh, you know, they, they ran some zone. You know, uh, Spurs did run some zone, but he uh, enjoyed that freedom a little bit more tonight. Oh, absolutely. And he kind of, he lucked out a little bit because DeJounte Murray went out and, you know, with one minute, like one minute into the game, he comes down on Porzingis' foot, twists his ankle, and then he's out for the rest of the game. So he probably would have been the primary defender on Luka at some point. They would have switched him on to him or they would have figured out a way to get him on there. And so Luka lucked out, took advantage of it. First quarter, man, like there's there's so many things to talk about. By the way, Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, still out. Dwight Powell, Max Kleba, still out. The first two guys, Richardson and Dorian. Uh, we, let's talk about this. I mean, before we get to all the game stuff, that um, those guys We're are still out. It's 16 day, days day, now. Day 16 now if you're listening to this on Saturday. And so it's, it's getting close for some of these guys that we should be expecting them to come back soon. However, we had Brad Townsend and a couple other people, uh, Tim McMahon, I think, report doing some reporting on this today that – Two of those four guys have been feeling symptoms, like and and symptoms pretty bad. I think I'm I'm not sure if he was, if they were talking about just Dorian and Josh Richardson, or if they're talking. Wanna, I don't want to speculate. Who I know it's hard to it. speculate, but two of those four guys were experiencing symptoms and that they were, like, pretty bad and that they were coming back from it. They're they're getting better, but it was a slow progression. So. Um, whoever's the last one out, like whoever's the last one still out, I think is going to be the one, that one, whoever experienced some symptoms. So that's, uh, it's concerning for them as humans. First of all, uh, I think that, man, I, I just hope all the, I just hope all the best for them. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. Um, yeah. for, for the Mavericks basketball wise, we'll talk about, you know, all that and what it, the Mavericks still have to do without them. But man, that's brutal for guys like that. Beginning of their season, I mean, Josh Richardson's eight games into his Mavericks career, and he, now he's out for, you know, two weeks, over two weeks. So 
anyway, those guys, hopefully they'll be back. Some of them will hopefully be back soon, but yeah. So those guys are all still out. Maverick started, Luca, Porzingis, Tim Hardaway, Jalen Brunson. Brunson the starter, man. I don't something is something's in the water there. It's like it's like Tim Hardaway when he became a starter last year and all of a sudden he just went off. And then Josh Green also started. But the first quarter, like besides Luca going off and Luca going crazy, the Mavericks having a really, really effective first quarter. They were scoring the ball at will, no matter like wherever. Like the rotations were so weird in this first quarter. I, I feel like Carlisle, like either outthought it or was trying to find something specific, maybe defensively, but the Mavericks were up 21 to 16 and Carlisle replaced a whole bunch of guys. The Mavericks had Mavericks played nine guys in the first like five minutes of the game. It was just a very weird thing. Like nobody was staying in for long stretches. He was subbing guys in and out. Josh green went out with like, he played two minutes and then he got subbed out for a Wandu. A Wandu was out there for three minutes. He gets subbed out for two minutes and then comes back in the game. Like Carlo was throwing all these guys around. Nobody really got in a rhythm. And so the Spurs made a comeback. They went on like a 12 2 run and they were hitting a bunch of their threes. And the Mavericks were kind of confused on defense because you had a bunch of these guys coming in, coming out, and all that stuff. And they were getting lost. That was just a really weird first quarter. And that was, I kind of wanted to point that out because I don't know. It, it, Mavericks ended with the lead, but they should have been winning by more than that from the beginning. Yeah, it was weird. You know, we texted about the Josh Green thing because literally I think it was like a minute and I don't know, like 40 seconds or whatever it was. And he's just like, he's out of the game. But I mean, honestly, I don't blame Rick a lot for that because when you have so many guys out, you are just kind of throwing stuff out there and, and trying to see what sticks, what works, what you can use going forward, what combinations you like. So, uh, but there were a lot of them though. It just felt like that opening unit was working right they went out to like a 7-0 run at the beginning of the game it felt like they was working and then all of a sudden he takes josh green out and then it was still kind of working and then he takes a bunch of other guys out and it just kind of ruined the momentum there so i, I don't know what was going on with the rotations my, Carlisle, my man overthought it or something was going on my man willie collie stein I, I just kind of wanted to, to tune in somehow to the game to get a voice down to him a message to say Hey, just try to contest an Aldridge three pointer, <laughs> and uh, because Aldridge, I mean, he's not shooting uh, the three ball great this you know this season percentage wise, but once he hit a couple, you're like, all right, you know, anybody hits a couple, you at least got to you know get out there, and you know, he ended up hitting I think what four threes in that in that yeah, first quarter, seven. and so uh, yeah, Aldridge kind of kept the the Spurs in that game, and yeah. DeRozan, the DeRozan angle to this, maybe coming up after break, we can talk about DeRozan and why I thought. I, why I texted you that Owandu is going to get the belt after the game. The defensive player of the game belt. Talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac. So, Mavericks, they win this game. Talking about this game. They basically, like, DeMar DeRozan was, was so good in this game. He played 41 minutes. He had 29 points, 6 boards, 6 assists. He was 8 of 20 from the field, though. He took He took 20 shots. He, had, he was 13 of 16 from the line. That's where he made it up. And a, a typical DeRozan game, one, one, one three-point shot, and he missed it. But, um, yeah, what did you think about DeMar DeRozan and then Wesu Wandu getting the defensive player of the game cha- like championship belt, which is a little strange to me, but I feel like it was there was a reason for it, I think. Well, no, I just noticed that, and this could have went into the Josh Green and Wandu thing, but, you know, 
I noticed that Rick was trying to kind of shadow DeRozan a little bit with Awandu. There were a few times that DeRozan checked into the game and Awandu checked into the game at the same time. So it looked like to me, I could be wrong on this, it looked like to me that he was trying to, when DeRozan was out there, try to put Awandu out there, his length and stuff. Uh, and there were possessions that I thought Awandu, like I'm not saying he didn't earn it. He There were possessions that he, I thought his length did bother DeRozan and stuff a lot, but and yeah, I mean, we all know Wandu hustles and stuff. So that could have played into the Josh Green thing. Maybe Josh Green early on, you know, didn't have, you know, didn't play DeRozan a certain type of way or whatever it was. And he was like, hey, I want to pull him, get a Wandu in the game to, you know, to put him on DeRozan. But that's why once I saw that happening with some of the switches and rotation stuff, that's why, yeah, I was like, I think Wandu is going to get this, uh, <laughs> uh, going to get this belt after the game because honestly, I didn't know who else was going to get it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, as long as the Spurs didn't win, which if they if the Spurs win, then they don't give out the championship belt. And if DeRozan doesn't hit like a bunch of clutch shots at the end of the game on Iwandu, it was kind of like Carlisle wanted it to happen. The defensive like the defensive player of the game belt, which is new, they just brought it out last game. So if you missed our post game pod from the Pacers game, we talked about it there. Uh, it's just a motivator, right? Like it's just a motivator for some of these end of the bench guys that aren't going to get a ton of shots to try and play a little bit, to try and hustle a little bit more, to try and inspire them a little bit more to to hustle. And so it's it's for guys like Willie Cauley Stein and for Wesu Wandu and eventually Josh Green and it's not like a Luca will get one and it'll be really fun one time, but it's not for guys like Luca. Let me say this about it too. It's not for James Johnson either. I don't know if he's gonna get like for Vince, I don't, right? <laughs> I don't think Utah. Um, Jared Utah. No, I don't think like Utah would would have like a belt like this because Gobert would get it every game. <laughs> so do they have a screen assist belt? <laughs> Locke has it Maybe hanging up in sash. his closet. <laughs> so they have a screen assist sash. <laughs> um, I'm tr- a baguette, I'm to, possibly. I'm trying to think of the best way to, a to word this. <laughs> I think when you have a team like Dallas that you might not have the best, you know, individual defenders all the time to where it could especially since their top three are out due to COVID. Exactly. Right now. That, like, exactly. That, I mean, that's they, the, they are. Yes. That that's the thing to where I'm trying to say like if there's you know, if there's another team out there that has a go bear or something like that and they're handing out this belt and they're like, all right, well this game gets gonna kinda gonna get kind of boring handing out this belt yeah. every other game to the same guy. But you get a guy, you know, a team like Dallas, especially right now missing those defenders, there's not one guy on the team that you're like, that's the best hands down lockdown defender. Yeah, yeah. Right now like it the can Warriors be so many Draymond. Like that's yeah, it can be so many different people. <laughs> And even when those guys get back, I I mean, I think we could honestly see it between those three guys just fighting for the belt at all the yeah, time. Maxie, yeah, Maxie, Josh Richardson, and Dorian. Yeah, they're going to be Yeah, and I, I think maybe you could see – I think KP will get it here and there. KP will have like a five-block game, and, you know, he'll get it, and we'll yeah. be super hyped and stuff about it. But I think it's a great time to roll it out, though. You still don't have those guys back. It's a great motivator. It's another thing. Guys like Willie Cauley-Stein, Owandu, Josh Green's going to get it sometime in the next few games. We know it. Like He plays. You, but he's going to get it. It's going to be 16 a, a, minutes. He started and played 16 minutes in this game. I'm, I'm confused <laughs> by what Carlisle's trying to do with Josh Green. Um, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to act like I know anything about the, the fringe guys like that, because I don't know how much, how much is Josh Green and Wandu playing when the other three guys get back? 
I guess I think I guess the Josh Green thing is we've talked about before what Carlisle's done where he takes a third string guy and and leapfrogs the bench guys to it to the starting unit so they can maintain some of those second string units you know yeah that, that it's probably something like that but anyway let's uh, ha- let's have a Brunson conversation though we d- it, it it deserves to be had Jalen Brunson great in this game Jalen Brunson as a starter absolutely incredible sixteen points four boards six assists he was three of five from three plus twelve. Uh, and a plus minus, and then he had the, the the dagger three at the end where he's playing off ball. Luca got a double team, and Jalen Brunson's man from the corner, the, the strong side corner, came over to help on Luca. And Jalen Brunson smartly, like just followed Luca's eye line through the double team and just got to the right spot. Luca dished the ball off to him. He was looking at him almost the whole time, but still dished it off to him. And Jalen Brunson hits the shot. And then Luca gets all hyped and excited. We put the audio at the beginning of the podcast. So if you missed that, go go check it out. And it was a great shot. And Jalen Brunson in the starting unit, man, he he like Mavs Mavs PR tweeted out the his stats as a starter, like four games as a starter, almost twenty points, nineteen point eight points per game, three and a half assists or three and a half rebounds, five assists, shooting fifty seven percent from the field, fifty percent from threes, nine of eighteen as a starter from three. And then perfect from the free throw line, 12 of 12. What is it about Jalen Brunson as a starter? Because he did this last year, too. It's just something about playing there. And one of those games was even without Luka. So it's not just a Luka thing. No, it's not just a Luka thing. I mean, some players just have that. I mean, some some players, you go back to, you know, I, I want to say like Seth Curry. When Seth Curry is in Dallas, it's very obvious he wanted to start. He felt like he played better as a starter. And you know, Brunson could be one of those guys that he, he just fuels off starting. And I, I think it, one of the – is there a world that him and Josh Richardson could start together? Because then – well, it's a, it, if, it depends. If they're with doing like, – With like Dorian and KP? Dor- Dorian and KP, yeah, and those, those two guys. Yeah, because then you have Maxi and J- Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off the bench. That's fine. Yeah, the, the big Willie thing with Brunson centers. is defensively. Can Brunson, who does he guard defensively? Can he guard yeah. some of these other, you know, against a team like the Spurs, they don't have a dynamic point guard that you're worrying about on the floor. Like, you know, Patty Mills is like their best, you know, dynamic point guard, I guess, or scoring point guard. You go against, you know, the Blazers, something like that. I don't know if Brunson, you know, how he's faring against Garden McCollum or, or Lillard, but... No, there is. I think offensively, though, that's the big thing. We've talked so much about what does offense look like outside of KP and Luka, especially without Richardson and Maxie and some of these guys. And when you have guys like, you know, Brunson step up tonight and have 16, and I mean, obviously, you know, Porzingis had 20, but him and him and Tim, again, you know, last game, both of those guys, Tim and Brunson had 19 apiece. This game, Tim Hardaway Jr., 21, Brunson, 16. That's big time. That's big time for this Mavericks team. So uh, I do wonder what it looks like moving forward, especially when these guys, you know, come back. Like you said, they started small again tonight, you know, with Josh Green and Brunson and Tim, you know, with Luka and KP. What does that look like against Houston tonight? Uh, Which on a bigger scale, I'll tweet this out, but on a bigger scale, when you think about this, they entered this, as Carlisle quoted this, the murderous week. And we didn't have those four guys. They're out due to health, health and safety protocols. And they go into this week of five games in seven days, which is crazy to think about. They have a very good chance of walking out of this week with a three and two record. I mean, they they play Houston. They're well on their way with that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're two and two now out of those four games. They lost those first two games against the Bulls and Raptors. Now they've won these last two games. 
Houston comes to town tonight in Dallas to where, you know, they're still missing John Wall. It looks like Christian Wood might not play in this game. He's Get doubtful. ready. Kevin, Kevin Porter Jr., though, I mean, that could be a game changer there. So. I don't think he's going to play. <laughs> but, no, I mean, it, they're, they won in Detroit last night. The Rockets did on kind of like a last-second thing. But, yeah, they, they come to Dallas. They're both on the second night of a back-to-back. But if Dallas can pull that off, walking out of this week, with a three, you know, winning three out of the five games, that would be huge for Dallas, considering everything that's going on. Yeah, absolutely huge, especially like this this stretch coming up after this Houston game tonight. If you're listening to this on Saturday, Den, you know, home for Denver, then two games at Utah in a row, not back to back, but still two games at Utah, and then two games. It is a back to back, home for Phoenix, then Atlanta, then Golden State twice. Like those are those are some deep like. Golden State's yeah. looking pretty good. Denver's hard. Utah's playing really well. Phoenix is playing really well right now. Atlanta, they have their Atlanta has their guys back now. Gallinari and Bogdanovich both played in the game, you know, on, on uh, Friday night. So that's something to look out for. They could be rolling by that time. So this is a really hard stretch. So hopefully they get this win against Houston because it's uh, one of their easy ones coming up. So, all right, coming up, let's get into Porzingis. Porzingis had another solid game in this one. There's a couple of comments after the game by Carlisle, Luca, and, um, yeah, just those two guys about Porzingis getting some touches and how and why he got those touches. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. So... Christos Porzingis, another solid game in this one. He's 21 points, eight boards, two blocks, an assist to steal. He was three of five from three. Those first two threes, just when he hits those first two threes, you're just like, oh, man, the rest of this game is going to be, this could be a 40-point night for Porzingis, but yeah. it, it has not ended up being. We have not seen that yet, I don't think. Uh, but another solid game for him. He had the highest plus minus of anybody on the team because of that one streak in the first quarter no in this in the beginning of the second quarter when the Mavericks went on a really good run and it was finally we, we talked about it yesterday with Lauren about Porzingis and the second unit which the second unit now with this roster with all these guys gone is essentially just Porzingis and anyone else but Luca right when Luca's off yeah. the floor basically what does it look like and that that group went on a really good run there they started the second quarter you know 18 to 6 against the Spurs and that was a, a really really great run there and so that's why Porzingis' plus minus is so high. The uh, the th- interesting thing for me was after the game, Carlisle said that some of those post ups for Luca or for Porzingis in the middle of the game came because Luca called them, called for them, mm. called for these post ups. And Luca after the game said that it, you know they're just good plays. He was hitting a couple in a row, and so they just wanted to keep calling his number and calling his name. And this is uh this is strategic. <laughs> no, I thought it. I think it shows signs of leadership from Luca. Yes. Ha <laughs> Plug my piece again. But <laughs> Mavs.com. But no, just to just for Luca, he knows KP is, you know, his duo partner. And you know, they yeah. KP is his Robin. And to for him to know that, hey, KP needs some touches right now. We need to take advantage of this on the post. And you know, Tim McMahon tweeted this out after the game that you know, the whole post up thing with Rick Carlisle is, is a thing, you know, like we last year, Rick went on this whole big rant about the, you know, the post up play and how, you know, basically ineffective and all this stuff. You can go back and see that rant and, and all <laughs> that you can Google it. And, but for Luca, to it was against come San Antonio to, too, by the way, where that rant came. Tim McMahon, Tim McMahon tweeted after the game. I think you even retweeted this. So did you, did you uh, 
did you read the whole tweet before did you I retweeted read the full it? Or quote? <laughs> did, you, did you read the whole thing? Probably not. But yeah, it was against San Antonio. He Carlisle went on this whole rant about post ups and how many like for how many months did we make post up jokes after that? Two. It was a decent think, amount of time. Uh, oh, we, wow, made, yes. we made some post up jokes, but but Porzingis's post ups though aren't post ups necessarily, right? It's not. You know, Hakeem Olajuwon, back to the basket. Shaquille O'Neal, like, down deep in the paint. You know, spin the ball all over the backboard, you know, or on the backboard or something like that. They're, like, a lot of them turn into face-ups, which is great. Like, that, I think he's better than that. I think he's better at that. The, the face-up, like, as long as he gets the ball at a certain spot in in around the mid-range, turns around and, and makes something happen, either you know, drives and pulls up or just pulls up over somebody. That's where he's better, I think, is just pulling up those kind of shots. Those are what we call post-ups. They're not necessarily all post-ups, right? Yeah, well, it's just it, it's hard to really break it down, even for KP, because, I mean, he's 7'3", and then when you consider that he actually jumps on his jump shots and where he's shooting the ball at, there's not many guys who can really block that. And especially when you go against a team like the Spurs, who – that's why they did start this lineup again because we knew that. We said this on the pod the other day. We're like, hey, they're going to do this again against the Spurs because they start Kelton Johnson, who I actually really, really like, by the way. I like his great game. game. And uh, even though he screams so much every time he goes to the floor. But, screams, you know, <laughs> fouls all over the place, gets those second-chance points that are so annoying. But uh, passion. I like I guess passion. But, yep. no, they start Aldridge at center, too. So it's like, all right, they're going to roll the same lineup out again. So when you have Kelton Johnson – or Lonnie Walker or DeRozan or somebody or Rudy Gay guarding, you know, Porzingis, then yeah, I mean, he could shoot over the top of anybody. So I just like that this became a thing. I like that Rick, you know, was honest about it too, that saying, hey, Lucas saw that and he wanted to take advantage of that. And he said, I was okay with that in the moment. And, you know, KP was hitting. You look at the plus minus for this game. We know it doesn't say anything, but then going back to what we've been <laughs> Going back to what we've been saying of they got to take advantage of the minutes that Luca's off the floor. Look at the plus minus in this game. Luca plays 36 minutes. He was a minus six in this game. KP plays 33 minutes. He was a plus 24 in this game. That's a big time uh, number for KP. A plus 24. The next highest Maverick uh, was Josh Green at a plus 14. He only played 16 minutes in this game. So, that that shows you that when Luca was off the floor, they they took advantage of that and they they tried to you know make the best out of it, and not just hold ground, but increase their lead at the same time. So, I, I love I love that. I love that. One of the big things for Mavericks fans and everybody going moving forward is we want the chemistry between KP and Luca to be incredible. We I, when I was at the game the other day, uh, they still show, showed like uh, it was in Dallas against the Bulls, I guess last Sunday. They still showed like the feature presentation you know, on the, on the jumbotron. <laughs> and, and I was cracking up because they're basically just showing it for, uh, just the media, you know, us like 30 media people there and or league pass, I guess. Does it show? I don't know. I, I guess it doesn't show on league pass. It hasn't been this year. Has it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, I mean, some of the players are watching on the court, but it was basically the stepbrothers and, you know, uh, montage or clips with Luca and KP on there. It's like, Hey, do we just become best friends and all this stuff? And, but it was another sound of like, Hey, we have to have these two guys on the same page. And when you look at that, when you look at this tonight, fourth quarter or second half, Lucas saying, Hey, I need to get the ball to my main man. I need to get the ball to KB. I need to get him going, get on the block. You have an advantage. We're going to take advantage of that. Everybody else just spread out KP, get down on the block. And I, I love that. I, I love that from Luca. 
leadership. It's having that mentality of, all right, Porzingis plays well when he gets some rhythm, and he's starting to realize that, starting to see that, and he is feeding him the ball. Feed the beast, right? Feed the feed the big man, and he'll, he'll reward you later. Anybody else in this game you want to give a shout-out? Josh Green had a great dunk. We'll put it at the end of this – we'll put the audio at the end of this podcast, but – Great, great, awesome dunk. Brunson, we already talked about. He's been playing well. Tim Hardaway Jr., 21 points in this game. He's been he's been playing playing really, really well with, with these guys out. He's been stepping up big um, with, with some of these guys out. He's really finally, it feels like he's starting to get in his groove. And, yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say. But Tim Hardaway, it's so hard because it's like if the shots are going down, it's great. If they're not, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that when he gets aggressive, you know, going off the dribble. It's where everybody knows he can shoot the three, but when he starts pump faking sometimes and he and he has the open lane. He had two dunks in this game. Yeah, he, he did that against Aldridge, and, you know, he pump faked Aldridge on, on one. I know he, I think it was on the, on the left wing, and he drove in, dunked it one-handed. That's the stuff. It's like when you can start establishing both of those, you become a kind of, you know, a dual threat. But, yeah, I mean – you basically said, I mean, there were basically what nine players played in this game outside of Luca. I mean, Luca had some, you know, incredible shots there in the first quarter and stuff, but Luca, KP, like you said, and, you know, Tim and Brunson, that was kind of the biggest story. And Awandu's defense on DeRozan, some. And I mean, the James Johnson experience, you know, he had some, he had some great plays. He also had a few plays that you, you start laughing on too, but that James Johnson, like split the two defenders, oop, oop to, you know, Porzingis. <laughs> I, I text you one point. I was laughing because they had the water bugs in there. They had, you know, Trey Burke and yes. Brunson and they were running James Johnson at point guard. And I was cracking out. I'm like, let's go. This is uh yes, this is a James Johnson. Your party. ideal situation. Yeah, I love it. I mean, he, I, I like when he uh, handles the ball. No Boban in this game again. I need some Boban. I, this, That's true. There was any game where they have Porzingis play in the five, it feels like it's not a Boban game for some reason. It's just like if that team is going to play small in that way, they're going to play a small four, then they're not going to play Boban. It seems like that's kind and of if the he's, rule. Yeah, and if he's not playing you know, with Powell and Maxi out, it, you know, he's probably not going to play much. You know, moving forward, but I just think know, there's certain ha- teams that Carlisle decides this is a Boban game and plays Boban, right? Yeah, I, feel I mean, like well, that, D- Denver's coming up. That's a that's a Boban game. You know, will Boban get some minutes against Gobert? I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. If, the, if, Possibly. if Gobert starts pulling down like 15 rebounds in the first three quarters. Uh, real quick, so Houston Houston comes to town tonight. Their starters last night in Detroit: Demarcus Cousins, PJ Yikes. Tucker. Jay Sean Tate, Eric Gordon, and Victor Oladipo is that future Maverick. Um, <laughs> how do you think they match up? I mean, I, I think they're all at the same starting lineup again, but you know, Cousins, I think PJ Tucker will take Porzingis. He'll he'll yeah, run that. Yeah, he he usually does. Um Cousins unless, Well, unless the Mavericks go like this this same lineup, right? Then PJ Tucker, like Demarcus Cousins will have to take him because are they just gonna stick Demarcus Cousins on Josh Green, have him chase him around everywhere? But see, they don't want. Okay, so I know we're already at the thirty-minute mark here, but this is what the it's Spurs a weekend ran... bonus pod. <laughs> Go for it, Isaac. Well, this is what the Spurs ran into a little bit tonight, when especially when KP had the smaller guy. KP had the smaller guy on him sometime during those post-ups, but Aldridge is on the floor, and you're like, all right, well, why wasn't Aldridge guarding KP some? Aldridge couldn't guard KP some because 
they want they were wanting to attack Aldridge. So if if Aldridge was on KP, then they would just bring KP up to run the pick and roll. So what's you know San Antonio was doing sometimes they would put a Kelton Johnson or somebody else on KP, put Aldridge on somebody else, which you know theoretically you could just use whoever Aldridge's on to do a pick and roll, but it's not as fun and sexy whenever it's not KP. So they're putting Aldridge on somebody else, putting a smaller guy on KP. That's why I think some of these post ups happen. So go fast forward to the Houston game. I don't think they're going to put Boogie on KP because we're just going to run pick and roll all day because then you just want, you want cousins and a pick and roll. Yeah. You want put him on it. Yeah. And you did. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you could do that. So does cousins even start in this game? Could Silas say, Hey, we're going to start Tucker at center, switch everything and start like Nwaba or Ben McLemore. I could totally see that and they just could. say, Hey, they could. let's have and fun. Then- Hopefully Porzingis gets 10 boards in the first quarter. Victor Oladipo is going to be basically like DeRozan for Dallas tonight. He's I, gonna Rick's do- probably going to ch- Josh Green for two minutes. Victor Oladipo is going to be doing his uh, Mavericks audition, right? He is. He is. He's going to be, uh, yes, Cuban will be there courtside, and they can talk about Indiana Hoosier basketball. And But, no, I mean, I would expect Josh Green <laughs> on Victor Oladipo early. Then we'll see some of Wandu probably just like – they, you know, they they did with uh, DeRozan, but we'll see. We'll see who uh, who gets Luca tonight. I think it'll be Oladipo or Jason Tate. You think Chance John Wall plays? He's only out with knee soreness in this first in this first game of, of Houston's back to back. Could be a chance know, we he, see John Wall. He's missed multiple games. I want to say three or four games, but we'll see. I mean, he could. I, I don't know much about. Why also, he's out. the the injury report for this game on Friday night: Chris Clemens out right Achilles surgery. Uh, Chris Clemens is a the guy they waved to get Kevin Porter Jr. So he's, he's not, out, he's not on the team. So <laughs> he's Dang. out, out due to being waved. Is <laughs> what it should say. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. That's Avoid my cr- call though. That's, that's my prediction. I that's think they, I think they bring cousins off the bench and they start Tucker at the five and they say, let's just well, roll. roll and you know, there. Silas knows all the, all the tricks, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and to half of our fan base, that's the reason why our offense struggled, you know, because we lost Silas. Is Perkins half the fan base? <laughs> I got so many tweets out of him. Like, you know, we're not just missing five or six, you know, rotation pieces, you know, but <laughs> of course it's Silas. That's why our, oh. of course I love it, Silas. It's not nothing. It's I love an him. assistant coach. Why the Mavericks, the Mavericks offense was looking back the last two games. So sometimes it's just the opponent. What if Perk was watching? Definitely not. All right, there you go. We'll be back for another post game after the Rockets game. Hopefully, it's another Mavs win. Mavs pull ahead of 500, which is always ideal. And we'll be following the Mavericks and see who plays and who doesn't. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. He had some hops to go up and steal that pass. And then it's a bad pass, and it's Josh Green. DeRozan trying to catch him, but he won't. As Green with the thunderous dunk.